You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Alright guys, I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about our Amazon affiliate link. Our new Amazon affiliate link is peerpleasurepodcast.com slash Amazon. That's going to give us 4% of everything you buy through that link on Amazon and it costs you nothing more than just buying your purchases. And it just gives us 4%, which is awesome, helps us keep the lights on, and we really, really appreciate the continued support. Once again, that Amazon affiliate link, go and bookmark it now, peerpleasurepodcast.com slash Amazon. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Adobe Radio and Jabberjaw Media. This is Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you once again more great content week after week. And this week, again, is no exception. Once we have that exception, I think it's over, but we'll see. This is a fantastic guest, guys. I know I've announced it already to everybody. I try to put these out as early as possible to you guys so you guys can get stoked on them. Uh, but Mr. Buzz Osborne from the Melvins, a legend in his own right. I mean, he is prolific to say the least. He's been in countless bands. I mean, the Melvins, the most, uh, the most, I guess the most length of time he's been in a band has been with the Melvins, but they release multiple albums every year. They're releasing a new record. It's actually already out at this point. Um, it's a record and then a soundtrack for a movie that they may or may not finish, but they're working on right now. And uh, speaking with Buzz, we talk about that a little bit on the episode, but I was super stoked to have him on. Monica at Speakeasy reached out to me and uh, asked if I would be interested in interviewing uh, Buzz. And of course, I said yes. And it worked out kind of cool. It kind of put me on uh, on my, uh, or I guess off my toes, on my toes. I don't know what that, that phrase is. But uh, he kept me on my toes because I usually prep for these interviews. We're usually sitting down. I have some notes if I need them. I don't usually use them. But in Buzz's case... Uh, showed up out back of the venue and uh, he was chilling out with Matt Pike from High on Fire. I know a lot of you guys know him and like his stuff. Um, so we chatted for a minute and then uh, he's like, all right, let's do this. And uh, we ended up going in between two of the touring vans and uh, standing up with a mobile recorder in the middle of a crowd of people on a busy street. And I think the audio came out pretty good, but uh, definitely was... Uh, an interesting situation kind of put me out of my comfort zone, which I do enjoy. Um, and I think went rather well. Uh, you'll hear Matt Pike's El Camino revving up and speeding down the street. And we talk about that on there too. And, uh, hopefully we're going to have him on the show soon as well. I, I really hope to get him. Um, uh, but anyways, this episode's about buzz. Um, buzz has been responsible for introducing, you know, pretty big people, Dave Grohl to Chris and, uh, Kurt Cobain when they needed a drummer. Um, Dave Grohl from Scream on uh, Discord Records, and uh, as you know him now from the Foo Fighters. Anyways, aside from just who he knows and who he's you know been friends with and introduced to each other, he has inspired countless, countless bands and just a huge catalog of music. And he's always been his own man. I mean, I went back and watched interviews you know from the early '90s and earlier. And he's exactly the same person, speaks the same way, very matter of fact, and, uh, you know, doesn't take a lot of bullshit, which is, which is awesome. But also, 
in an interview setting, it's interesting interviewing someone like that. It's not that they don't want to be interviewed, but they always answer the question they wished you asked. And I know he said that before, and, and I feel like it went really well. Um, so really stoked for you guys to hear this interview with Buzz. We are on peerpleasurepodcast.com. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. You can get to either of those from the website, peerpleasurepodcast.com. Uh, we do have our Amazon affiliate link up. Guys, definitely go use this link. We get 4%. It costs you no extra, and it helps the show stay afloat. That is peerpleasurepodcast.com slash Amazon for anything you buy. Bookmark that link, log in, and you're all set. If you have a business, if you work for a business, a company that does all their ordering through Amazon, have them use my link. It definitely helps us out. And uh, I, you know, I really appreciate the help. Um, we also have the donate button on the website if you want to donate something to the show. We've got a lot of things in the works coming up for other ways to support the show. But right now, that is the only way to do it. Um, and we've gotten a bunch so far, and we really appreciate every dollar that comes in because it does cost money to do this. It does take time away from work, jobs, whatever, um, family. And uh, But I just love bringing you this stuff every week. It's really special to me um, hearing from you guys, being able to fulfill you know guest requests and things like that, bringing your questions for the guests. Um, really love it. So peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email. And... Uh, so we're going to get right into this here. I want to get as much as we can on Adobe. And as usual, you can download, rate, and subscribe at iTunes later um, once it comes out every Saturday. And that will get you all the content unedited. Um, and you can rate and subscribe to the show. It really helps us out getting those positive reviews. And I love to see them. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. <laughs> think it's pure pleasure and look up the pure pleasure pure pleasure and it's, it's like pure no, pleasure. it's not that good <laughs> i got it see i heard i heard what you said right away I yeah wanted to make sure right on uh well i wanted to i know you've been interviewed a thousand times and uh or more about the same Maybe questions more. and everything else i just give so, different answers yeah that's the and you I heard you say you give the answer to the question you wish they asked yes i stole that from someone else yeah, that's your job to figure out who i that's said great i will it's not a musician <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> I like having some research to do after. Good luck. But uh, and this is the first standing interview I've done. This is kind of nice. So uh, we're outstanding. Outstanding. outstanding it, we'll see if it's outstanding. We're outstanding. We are outside. outstanding. We'll see how it stands. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I wanted to know what music is to you, as far as it's kind of been your life. So I want to know what kind of value you place on music. I know you you live the punk rock kind of lifestyle where, you know, don't take everything too seriously. But what does it mean to you as far as, you know, it's it's what you do. It's what you would do regardless if you were playing to a thousand people or ten people still, right? I mean... Yeah, I haven't lost a lot of that early, my early ideas about what I liked about that kind of thing to begin with. Um, um, you know, music speaks to me. It's an art form. And it speaks to me more than any other art form. Nothing makes me feel the way that music does as far as art is concerned, you know. I haven't never looked at a painting and got the same feeling I get from music. Mm -hmm. Never. I've had other people argue, well, I have. They're full of shit, you know. Mm -hmm. I talked to a guy once who was an indie car driver in the, like, early 70s. Mm -hmm. So super dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he told me the only feeling he got that was similar to driving an indie car was the feeling he got with playing music. Or listening to music. Listening to music. Yeah. Just listening to it. That's right. Kind of, that adrenaline rush. That feeling is what he got when he drove an Andy car. Yeah. So 
<laughs> that's pretty amazing. That's yeah. a good. That's a good comparison. Yeah, that's amazing. So, like on stage, so I just watched Soundcheck. Uh, you know, I've seen you guys live a couple times, but on stage, how present are you as far as? Uh, I mean, is it a lot of muscle memory, or is it still very visceral for you as far as? Uh, you know, when you wrote the songs, you know, you feel something when you're writing that song, you're playing it for the first few times. When you're playing a song you've played a thousand times, are you still feeling it like you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some nights are better than others. Um, the best shows are the ones you don't remember because mm -hmm. it's just happening and you can't do any wrong. Yeah. The worst shows are the ones you remember every moment that you're on stage because it's never an, a never-ending nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you remember them forever. You never know when that's going to happen. You can't decide that. Yeah. It just sometimes happens, sometimes it doesn't. So you just get lost in it and those shows you don't remember. You do your best. You, you do your best. It. And, you know, a third of the shows will be really good. A third of the shows will be pretty good. And a third of the shows won't be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Not that anyone can tell. Just your own experience. Yeah. You know? I played shows that I thought were horrendous and had people tell me it was the best time they'd seen us. Really? Well, I guess uh, it's I different standards. I, mean, I don't know this... what their experience uh, out front is. I have no idea. Yeah. You know? I can't put myself in their position. I don't argue with them about it. Sure. It's like, thank you. I appreciate that. You yeah. Okay. That's the kind of criticism I like. Yeah. <laughs> the best time I ever saw you. <laughs> when you first got into playing music and you started playing guitar, you started on bass, right? Did you start playing bass or did you play guitar first? No, I started playing guitar. Okay. It's, it's similar. I mean, you know. Yeah. When Well, a lot of people either have a bass or a guitar and just start wanting to play and just start digging into it. I mean, I know I played bass first because that's what I had from a garage sale until I realized the guitar was what I wanted to do. But um, yeah. when you started doing that, um, when did you when did you know you wanted to do the band thing? Or have you do you still know that's what you want to do forever? I mean, have you had that moment? Um, I didn't have any ideas about... I didn't start playing guitar until I was in my late teens. Mm -hmm. So, um, as opposed to most people, start way earlier. Sure. But, uh, um, and we started playing in a band. I started playing in the Melvins not long after that. Mm -hmm. you know? Not a tremendous amount of time, like a few years, three years. Yeah. From picking up the guitar to playing and sh playing shows. Allergies. <laughs> nah, too much blow. <laughs> um, so, it wasn't a tremendous long time. And so, Whatever my initial expectations were for playing music was surpassed relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, you know, it would be great to play a show. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking really beyond that. And it turned into a full career. I mean, a lifetime. Yeah, but it was a slow go. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's a, um, you know, we're very definitely working class dudes. Yeah. Know? And that's admirable, though. I mean, to keep doing it and keep doing, touring how you're touring. I mean, we're not standing next to a giant bus. Yes, we are. We're not. I we're mean, standing next to ten buses. <laughs> Solid gold, baby. Yours? Solid gold. Or is it this guy here? No, we don't. We, we don't. You can stand up more than those boys. We don't know. We, we don't. We don't know what we're traveling in. No one else knows either. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because they're listening to this. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, a solid gold bus. Solid gold bus. That's we've what it got is. yeah, hookers and blow. Yeah, we've yeah. got it all. So hookers with blow. Hookers with blow. Yeah. Yes, and then they we came kick, equipped. We take the blow and kick the hookers off the bus. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let them bring it to you. Yes. <laughs> Uber. Here's your money now. Uber go. Eats of drugs. There you go. Here's your money now. Go. <laughs> uh, so I mean, you have influenced so many people. Uh, I mean, regardless whether you choose to to recognize it or not. I mean, you guys have been a massively influential band. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of your. I mean, air quote, I guess, like buddies, have become massive, massive juggernauts in music. Yeah. Um, you know. That's true. How do you feel about that kind of thing? I mean, how does that make you feel when you're up on stage and you're you're playing and doing your thing? I mean, do you think about that? Does it pop into your head from time to time when you actually look back and think at, at what you guys have accomplished and what you personally have possibly, you know, had a hand in making as far as music goes? Well, it's nice to know that it wasn't wrong. Yeah about what I was doing, but we're also a lot weirder band than any of those people bands mm -hmm. are. Way weirder. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something else. Always were. Sure. So it's not surprising that they would take a, uh, a more commercial sounding version of what we're doing and sell mm -hmm. a bunch of records, you know? Yeah. I knew, I knew that that kind of thing spoke to me. Yeah. Well, that, uh, maybe you can hear Matt. That's Matt Pike's car taking off. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw him in there. I was there like, it what is. the hell? Does he live here? <laughs> he lives in Portland, apparently. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, he's like a he's like a gypsy. Okay, he's everywhere, man. I've seen High on Fire a few times here. But um, so my other question with that is, with that being the case, being being who you are, doing what you're doing. Oh, there you go. go. <laughs> that 
That's Matt Pike high, right there. High on petrol. Um, I would expect nothing less. But, but, so you said you guys are a lot weirder band than a lot of these these bands. We are clearly. What I want to know is, no one sounds like you guys. No, no one. There he goes again. But, there he goes. <laughs> damn it! All right, I'm gonna get him on the show and I'm gonna give him shit. No, uh, was, he doesn't know. That's just how he is. Uh, he couldn't be more natural. Sure. And it's El Camino, El everyone. Camino. A gold El Camino. It's all gold. Strippers in the back. Before the hot tub in the back. That's where they. That's where they go when you kick them out. It's a, uh, a <laughs> champagne hot tub in the back. Yes, absolutely. Hot well, tub filled with champagne. So with that, no one sounds like you guys. So what I want to know is who influenced you? Because I don't hear. I've gone back the last couple days, just doing my research and and listening listening for influences that I can hear and I don't hear any well and that's what's so cool is I don't I mean do you take do you take more aesthetic influence work ethic influence things that are the tangible more than a sound well we did a record a few years ago called uh, everybody loves sausages mm -hmm. it's a covers album of all bands that we felt we were influenced by that no one would have thought of okay so there's a good place to start okay right there perfect Bowie Roxy music you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. And, uh, the Fugs, uh, tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. We could have went. We could have went on and on. Mm -hmm. that, you know? There's no Captain Beefheart, that, but people might have thought of Captain Beefheart. So we tried to think of bands that they wouldn't have thought of. Okay. It's more of a surprise. Then, like, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just a, a lot of a lot of that kind of thing. So when sure. people li listen to that, then they can see kind of what we're thinking. Okay. Sort of. I'm gonna check that out. That'll this be even more confusing for people because yeah. they won't—they won't hear it. <laughs> so with that too, your sound. So I remember a, while, a long time ago, I was working at a venue in town here. My boss—I uh, had just got my first son, uh, son amp. I got a son Solaris, and uh, I got Thank it you. from my pay off money. Right on, buy out. Pay off. Pay off. Keep my mouth shut. <laughs> uh, so when I got my first son amp. He, we plugged it in and he's like, you know, check this thing out. He told me to get one and uh, it blew my mind. And he's like, a lot of these guys use these amps. Some of them even put a Marshall head on their, on their stack and put the sun behind it and let it rip. And he, he mentioned something that Buzz from the Melvins, he, he saw a show or something where the, the amps were off to the side. He didn't say that there was a Marshall, Marshall cab on there or anything or a Marshall head on there. But he said, you know, listen to this. This is what it sounds like. And that was the first, you know, ex yeah. exposure to uh, sun, the huh. actual sound before getting one. And how much, I guess, did poverty have to do with with uh, your sound as far as the gear you could afford? Because oh, back then it was cheap. Difference. They were a lot cheap. They were cheap, and um, I uh, couldn't really afford to buy tubes. Yeah. Well, see, the ones I use aren't necessarily like the ones that everybody uses. I uh -huh. use the Sunbeta Leads. Yes, the solid state. And now I'm using a Hillbish. Which is a takeoff of those. Okay. So I'm not even using Sun. So that what I used up there is a takeoff of the Sun Beta Lead preamp. Okay. You know. Okay. That's what I'm using. Which is the Sun Beta Leads are, you know, those are 1979 solders in those things. Yeah. And um, this is a brand new one, the Hillbish ones, and I, you couldn't, you could not, you know, you could ABM and blind t taste test, and you'd never know which mm -hmm. is which. I, I don't know. I yeah. could never tell. So the guy did a fantastic job. Sure. And. Um, I think um, this is your one chance to buy, I don't know how long he'll make them, it's your one chance to buy a one that sounds every bit as good as one from nearly 40 years ago, mm -hmm. you know? I would recommend it. Yeah, okay. You and know? Conrad Sunholm still lives here in Wilsonville. Uh, he's hand wiring uh, combo amps called Conrad. Nice. Uh, one of the inventors of Sun. Right. And uh, he, I mean, there's people around here that have collections of those that used to dumpster dive at the factory in Wilsonville. Mm. Uh, and you find some top loaders and things like that. They're just insane. But, but back then, I mean, you didn't have much money. Suns were cheap. You know, you probably just use whatever cabs you could find, and then guitars. I had a cabinet that uh, our bass player made. Okay, excellent. So, Are you using? So you use four by twelve, but you're now you're using bigger speakers, right? Now uh, that was then. Um, yeah. Now I use um, cabinets, uh, um, Tyrant cabinets from this guy uh, named Sean uh -huh. from Chicago, Austin area, and uh, goes back and forth. But he uh, built me custom cabinets that have a. Uh, 115 and 112 in each cabinet. Okay. It's 15. So 115 and 112. Yeah. So that's a, I don't think, any, I've never seen another cabinet like that. Yeah. That's outrageous. 15s are the, that's the key. Oh, it's so, so much low it's end. It's the key. It's just it's the key. Thick. 
and you're yeah. using those electric guitars now, right? The electric electrical guitar company. Electrical Actually, the guitar one I was company. using on Town Trek was the Travis Bean that that same guy built. Okay. Excellent. Custom made for me. Yeah. Well, that's pretty badass. It's great. <laughs> when it. did you start playing those? A few years ago, maybe um, four years ago, the mm -hmm. electrical ones. And then he started making this run of Travis Beans because he got the rights to make them. Mm -hmm. The last Travis Bean that Travis was going to make before he croaked. Okay. Never got into production, so that's what the, that's what I'm using pan body. You know. Wow, really cool. Okay, excellent. So I don't, you know, it's nice to confidently walk on stage with a rig that no one else in the whole world is using. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially nowadays. Nobody's I mean, using them. That's outrageous. Never. There was never anybody using anything like that. Yeah. Guitar players are very, very um, conservative. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know why don't guitar players use 15s? They don't think of it. Yeah. Why not? It's all, it seems like I've it's more a look, too. I've been using them mid-80s. Yeah. I guess, you know. I mean, I want a, I want two 612 cabinets side by side, like, because I like the, the way it looks on stage, or, you know, I want it's this fine. year because it looks cool, you know. It's, I guess, you It know. seems like that's a big thing, too, as long as, you know. I guess, I mean, uh, uh, people are weird. It's like, they'll say stuff to me, well, I liked it better when you used your Les Paul, like, I, 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 I what record? Like, a Stoner Witch, you know? Mm -hmm. well, what song? You know, Revolve. I go, well, it wasn't Les Paul. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a uh, Jackson and a Mustang, uh -huh. and the solo was played with a, with a Strat. Yeah. So you're wrong all the way around. And what amp did you use? I don't remember. I had yeah. a bunch of amps, combo sure. amps. You know. So I don't, if you like that sound and you think it's a Les Paul, it's not a Les Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a stock Mustang and a Jackson. You sure. Know? It's completely wrong. They're completely wrong. The solo's a Stratocaster. Yeah. So I don't know what people think they're hearing, but it's strange. I mean, we I use them and always have. Well, once, since, you know, at least the last 25 years or nearly 25 years, I've used a wide variety of guitars and amplifiers in the studio and then I hear people do this do use the less oh, okay okay fine so I did the whole just just kind of as an experiment I did the whole nude with boots record is all just my like 72 Les Paul mm -hmm. for every part of that record do you think anybody noticed no <laughs> say a thing about it the whole fucking record is one Les Paul they yeah. have me oh wow that record sounds so much better that's just crazy and I didn't say anything mm -hmm. this record's all Les Paul just don't say anything just do it yeah does anybody mention no not at all not at all wow. not a word that's amazing how much you remember I've been putting out that many records I mean remembering what you used where I mean I would be just lost somewhat I can but sometimes I can't yeah you know? um, but uh, uh, for Revolve, I remember because uh, Joe Barisi was the engineer and he had that guitar in the studio. Uh -huh. I was trying it and it sounds good. I tried a bunch. I played. Yeah, I certainly played Les Paul on that record. Sure. But I played a lot of guitars on that record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you you guys played a lot of records too. I mean, were there some same with with like we were talking about playing on stage? Some shows you don't remember are your best shows. Is there mm -hmm. albums that felt that same way that just flowed so well that no just kind of passed or was it no, all? No, albums just... are a lot more a, a lot more of a challenge. Yeah. Because you're really trying to piece something together it doesn't always work mm -hmm. you know, we've done a lot of records so yeah you know um you don't at the, all i can think is at the time i thought it was really cool i don't necessarily know that i would think everything was cool now yeah. but there's also stuff that i thought sounded amazing or that i thought sounded like crap at the mm -hmm. time and i didn't know what to do with and we and we released it as best we could that mm -hmm. now i listen to it and go well what didn't i like about that yeah i don't know i can't remember yeah what I didn't like because it sounds fine yeah you know sure I mean you know it all has to be in perspective I mean it's like it's like honestly the only people who have any me and Dale were talking about this this morning the only people who have any complaints about what we're doing are, old, are older people it's not younger people mm -hmm. younger people know that a movie costs 15 bucks to get in yeah and a video game costs 200 bucks they know that sure it's the guys that are pushing 50 that'll bitch about well in my day we're seven inches we're seven bucks it's like yeah. Well, you know, I don't hear this complaints from 18-year-old kids. Yeah. You know, 15 year 15-year-old kids. And back then, that was still Gas an is four bucks weight. a gallon. That's yeah. how much it costs. It's not a dollar a gallon exactly. like when you were growing up. So it's just, you have to put it all in perspective. So I don't listen to criticism like that, you know, not at all. Yeah. Not in the least, you know. I mean, it's, I wouldn't listen to it anyway, but it's just funny. Sure. Kids know how the world works yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Five years ago, they weren't listening to music. Yeah. You know? Sure. 
So they're the ones that are, they don't have any complaints about anything. Yeah. They're just happy that you're doing it at all. Absolutely. You know, so when you put it in perspective, it's a, um, I, I don't have a single problem with any of that. Mm -hmm. None at all. Yeah. It's great. Well, it seems totally like you have a good it. grasp on, I mean, reality. You're just, exactly. <laughs> you're just a down to earth person. I mean, and watching interviews and things like that over the years, I mean, you just kind of, you call people out on bullshit and just kind of like, well, why would I care about, uh, why would I worry my time with this? And speaking of perspective, I mean, music now, you're still in, you've been into this whole time with all the downloading and everything else and bands needing to tour again, like having to tour to survive. I mean, do you feel it's kind of forcing bands back into the way things, you know, have to be as far as, you know, getting out there and doing it instead of just throwing out records, touring for two weeks, you know, and, and you know, selling a million records, living off that and not having to really go out and work it. The okay, grind. first off, that's wrong because bands never got paid for records. <laughs> I guess you're right. Not as much. I they mean, never if you got a paid platinum for record, you were set. No, you weren't. Not necessarily. Really? That that all depends on whether you're getting paid fairly or not. True. Go True. back and well, they're all dead now. But uh, do you think Bo Diddley got paid fairly? I don't think any of those guys right, got that's paid. That's what I mean. Fairly. When did bands get paid? When was this golden era when indie and, and major labels paid bands? You know, yeah. I mean, in the '80s, there's bands that never got a nickel for records. It sold massive amounts of copies. Mm -hmm. They never got anything. Why? The label just didn't pay them. They kept putting things onto the bill. Or whatever. Saying, they just well, didn't pay them. Or know, indie oh, records. Recouped yet. Indie records are the worst of them all. Mm -hmm. They don't pay anything. They never have paid anything. You know. Yeah. So, I don't know that there's more touring now than there was before. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certainly a few bands who sold a lot of records, but um, they got you know a decent amount of money for it. But mm -hmm. um, most bands, certainly indie bands, never got anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Sure. You know? And to this day, I'm sure it's the same way. I mean, I've known all these lawsuits coming out. I mean, what? from bands suing for past royalties and everything. I think one band just won Good like luck $40 million dollars from Victory Records. Winning is one thing. Collecting, collecting is another. Exactly. Yeah. Good luck. They'll put it behind so much red tape and everything else. I mean, They'll settle out of court for a lot less. Yeah. Usually. I don't know. I mean, you know, look, yeah. look only a fool goes to court. Sure. Sure. That concerned. makes sense. You know? It makes sense. Why would you, you go to and, court? Yeah. Why? I mean, to get your point across and maybe win, like you said, but, you know, then you're I mean, still if you're the record court. label, it's like, you know, you, oh, go ahead and sue me. I'm not, I'm still not going to pay you. Yeah. What are you going to do? Now I'll go bankrupt. Yeah. You think that's never happened to us? Sure. <laughs> what, well, what keeps you doing it? What keeps you doing it? I mean, you, you, you have to tour to survive at this point, I'm sure. We always did. Yeah. And it has Even during the golden now. era. Sure. But I mean, what keeps you doing it? Uh, we're doing fine, you know? We, we do great. I mean, you're I mean you're still loving it after all these years. I'm sure. I like what I'm doing. And, and I like I mean, playing with those guys. They're really sure. good players. Um, I feel um, fortunate in that, um, as a result of my hard work, I'm mm -hmm. able to make a living doing what I'm doing. I, li I love all that. And as a result of that, I will do hold up my end of the bargain, mm -hmm. which is I will work I you. and I will make records because of this very reason sure you know yeah they allowed that for you know that my hard work turned into people appreciating what i do mm -hmm. so then as a result of that i will continue to work yeah as much as i can sure and you work a lot that's it i mean you're doing a lot of shit you always have i mean and and uh i mean what time do you get up in the morning when you're at home i like, get up about four o'clock four or four thirty in the morning that's amazing that's, that's i do the I same thing that. but i go to work i used to tour but i go to work now and uh, I find that amazing that, that people would do that. Still, I mean, they don't. For my choice. Yeah. I don't even set an alarm. I just wake up. Yeah. And you're just ready like to go. Generally, when I'm home, I see the sunrise. That's amazing. And set. Are you are you <laughs> living in California now? Or are you? I live in, I lived in uh, California since 86. Okay. So. Okay. So you got out of Washington right in, away. Well, not right away, but right in, after um, the start. Yeah. I live in um, L.A. for 24 years. Over 24 years. Okay. San Francisco before that. Okay. Or seven or something. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, and going back a little so bit. Most too, of our work has been in California. Okay. And that's where you... 99.9%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had Keith Morris on. Uh, he's he's going to be the episode before you uh, getting released, but he plays in a band with, with Off, Off, as you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, we, we were talking about Los Angeles like crazy. And and, uh, and uh, then I noticed you had bass player for Off as well playing mm -hmm. with you. And, and, and uh, from Red Cross. Yeah. It's just a small world. 
Um, but I want to go back a little bit, well, quite a ways, but that first Melvin Stewart, I heard you talk about it uh, a bunch of times as far as how it was a complete disaster as far as yeah, shows horrible. falling through and just horrible and you pretty much vowed not to tour again. Yes. If that I think had, it's a bad idea for bands. Sure. And if that had been the case, what do you think you'd be doing at this point? I mean, playing music. Got, I mean, one form or another. I just would approach it differently. And, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea for bands to go on tour and lose a bunch of money. Sure. Why would you do that? Yeah. If you can't tour in your general vicinity, you know, mm -hmm. six hours from home and make any money, why would you drive to Delaware and try it? Yeah. I wouldn't. Especially in California. you got so much right around you. I mean, we just did six shows in California. Yeah. In six different places. There's plenty of, and you can play more, way more. Yeah. Um, but even that, it's like, it's like, you know, I just didn't have money to spend like that. Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't have anybody writing checks. Yeah. You know? Um... So we're always very careful with all that. Yeah. Careful about losing money, careful about spending money. Always have been. Sure. I always assumed I was going to be out of business in six months. Mm -hmm. So you operate as such. Do you still feel that way? Yes. I think it's a really good idea. That's fantastic. Operate as if it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. And that'll keep you on your toes. That keeps you waking up at four in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I do you know? it anyway. I play golf and all kinds of stuff. And I want to get it over with. Sure. And then um, continue on with my day. But you're not settling. I mean, are you, you're married? Yeah, I've been married okay. 20, no kids? three years. No. Okay. No kids for me. And does she work? The other guys have kids. Does she work in the industry? She does uh, graphic design. Okay. And has done a shitload of record covers and stuff like that for all kinds of bands. Mm -hmm. And she also is a yoga instructor. Okay. And she does a lot of um, limited edition printing for us. Okay. Know? We have a lot of it for sale. Okay. Stuff that doesn't go to stores, it's all in like, None online. None of the stuff we make goes to stores. Okay. Uh, through us or Hazemar, none of it goes to stores. Okay. It's a lot more work. But I mean, you know, I mean, look. The world is changed, but there is the streets are paved with gold, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they always have been. Yeah, you just have to figure out how to do it. Yeah, there's money in every major city and a lot of the smaller cities in the whole world for us. All I have to do is go get it, mm -hmm. put in the work. <laughs> All I have to do is drive to <laughs> Portland and get it, yeah. you know. And Cliff and comes and slaps it in your hand I'm like he just get, did. Oh, this is just a bio. That was beautiful. But, oh, I know uh, that, um, that was, but uh, uh. If you're gonna just sit around and complain, you know, it's like, well, you know, what can you do? Yeah. I got a show tomorrow in Seattle. Yeah. All I have to do is drive there, <laughs> set up my gear, and they'll give me give me the money to do it. Yeah. And as long as I kept my attitude correct, did it in a way that I liked, and didn't concern myself with what people wanted, and didn't perversely, like, just I'm just gonna do something weird. I've never done that. I've always done what I wanted to do, what I thought was good. Yeah. Figuring that if I did it and liked it, other people would like it. Sure. It won't be millions, but yeah. it will be enough. Sure. Should it be millions? I think millions of people should buy our records. I've not beavered away trying to not have that be the case. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, if you came into that, say you came into that kind of money, say you say you came into that success as far as commercial success, um, air quotes again on that, but would you keep touring the way you're touring? The way you're doing yeah. things, the same epic, the same hopping in a van and going on tour. Yes, I don't like buses. We can afford to take a bus, and I, I won't mm -hmm. do it. I don't okay. like them. I don't like that. That's kind what of Monica thing. said. I asked, "Is that, do they have a bus or a van?" Because I was wondering where we're going to do the interview, and she's like, "Oh, bus has a bus has a thing with buses." And I was like, "Oh, okay, perfect." I can't sleep on a bus. It's just horrible. I don't like the drivers. Yeah. I don't like anything about it. Plus, it's like, okay. it's like I'd be. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video 
for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Hey, guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier 2 gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier 3 is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable just Settling into the way things work. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what bands do. It's like, well, that's never gotten me anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's sort of like going, Apple stock is really, really popular right now and doing really well. Well, now's not the time to buy it. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You missed it. By the time yeah. you hear about it, forget it. Exactly. There's you know? already billionaires that right. are sitting you're on done. it. You're done. Yeah. Forget it. You're, now you're just a sucker. Yeah. So why would I want to go out and do things the way that you know, Justin Bieber does it. Yeah. I don't want to. It doesn't speak to me. Yeah. I try to do operate in a way that I would appreciate as a fan. Sure. Like this right now, the fact that we're standing out here outside the Hawthorne Theater talking between two bands. Doesn't bother me. You know. You know, me being a podcaster, you know, and a musician, you being, you know, someone who who people, you know, look at as is 
as being this massive influence, you know, can yeah. just have a conversation in between two bands like people. I mean, there's well, no, there's no that's what I am. red tape. There's no, well, yeah, but you know, if I tried to do this with Justin Bieber, I would go through 30 different people. In this you case, I show up to the venue. You should try and see what happens. I, I, I might just to see how it goes. Might as well, you know, keep but, every email. They, they deny you, you know, sure. And that's a good thing. book. This whole scene. write a book about everyone who denies you doing a podcast with. <laughs> Have it all. I should and yeah, record, should. take the emails and everything. That's everything. A, Roger Waters, idea. Justin Bieber, every uh, just all and call it the the uh, 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 how many no's do you want? Yeah, is the name of the book. Because you know? <laughs> no. the, 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 the best right part there. would be it would be everybody from the lowest dumbass band to people like Roger Waters. Yeah, there, there'd be a lot of no's. Sure. Sure, I've only gotten a couple no's, and it's it's. But you haven't tried with Justin Bieber. I have not. I have not. I'll do that. I'm gonna do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna call and I'll call up Monica. I'll say, hey, tell Buzz it worked or it didn't. <laughs> no, How can it not know work? What you're talking about? It'll work. And then we're gonna talk about. Yeah, then I'll we'll bring you out. Of course, to, it will work. To, to guest host that episode. And you can ask me to do another one of these, and I'll say no. That'd be fantastic. Yes, just, just so to I get in the, the book. book. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you know, I I. Uh, you know, what what perspective have you gained touring the world? We were just kind of we were just kind of talking for a brief second over there um, about the the earthquake. Yeah, yeah. you were, you were involved in two earthquakes. Yeah. I mean, that alone is enough to to really blow some minds. But touring the world for so long, how mm-hmm. has that changed your perspective on life in general? And the I mean, has it affected the way you do things at all? Yeah, I mean, uh, how people live. I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of going places where. Uh, you can't drink the water. Uh-huh. I think if a country can't get water right, one of the basic elements of life, mm-hmm. then there's probably a lot more going on that's not right. Yeah. I also don't particularly like going somewhere where they treat their women shitty. Yeah. I think if you're treating half the population like crap, yeah. then I don't really care about what happens to you mm-hmm. until you get that done. I mean, people can add in any, in, you know, whatever they think that is, you know, wherever that is. If you're yeah. treating your women shitty, I have no, I have no respect for anything. Then I'll worry about the rest of it. Once mm-hmm. you start treating your women uh, above second-class dog shit, you know. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go to any of those places. Yeah. I don't really want to go anywhere that has a massive caste system. I just have no interest in yeah. any of that. I'm not that adventurous. Sure. I don't care. I want to go where people are civilized. Mm-hmm. And there's people that you know. If I want to go on an adventure in the middle of Africa, it won't be with a rock band. Yeah. You know? So you're not like Rollins in that that aspect, or he just goes wherever. Send me to Antarctica at the worst time of the year, or send me to Russia on a train that takes you from here to there. He's not I, doing the rock band. I, I guess he does but, that. Yeah. But I don't know what he does. I have no idea. Sure. I'll take his word for it. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, that doesn't speak to me. Sure. I uh, think that uh, I've been all over the world. Um, um, I think the only two continents I haven't been to are Africa and Antarctica. Mm-hmm. So I can't see going to either one of those. I don't really have any desire to. Yeah. I mean, what would be the fun? I mean, I went to um, South America and played, and you're driving through mile after mile after mile of the worst ghettos you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And then people go there for vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Why would you do that? I've, we I. I can't figure it out. The, it doesn't the, make any sense to me. Yeah. The the man I used to play with Portugal, the man did a show in South Africa. Yeah. And they went there, and it was just a festival. Like, flew in, flew out. And they said it was amazing. But that's the only way I could see doing something like that is, is uh, you know, where you fly in, fly out. You don't have to drive for, for hours and hours. To drive from the ghettos, air- I just know, drove from like, the airport. To, really? Yeah, you're, still, gonna, you're still not going to get away from it. People just ignore it. Yeah. You know? It's just normal, I guess. Not to me. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I just can't. I don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, we... we we will do things like that, and we have done it. It doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like, oh, the culture's so great. We're talking about people who die from infections in their feet, you know, because yeah. they don't have antibiotics. Yeah. Shit like or that. Or you get diarrhea and you die because you can't get it fixed. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like. Things like uh, that we take for granted. Yeah. So, whatever. It makes you appreciate what you have when you get home, though. I mean, it, I do. What yeah. makes you happy? What makes you happy? And that stuff makes you, you know, makes you sad. Maybe you don't want to deal with that kind of shit, but. What makes you happy? Like, what is your? I mean, aside from music, doesn't take much. Doesn't take much. Nope. Golfing, sports. I love. I've always loved playing sports. I hated the people that played sports. Yeah. So, golf is a really good one because you can play by yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I like the outdoor activity. Musicians are people of the great indoors, so I want to spend you know time. At, plus, I like I like the aspect of it that's really tough, sure. and hard, and I play on a really highly competitive level mm -hmm. with um, in, in tournaments and all kinds of stupid shit like that. So yeah, that's fun. And um, uh, tennis stuff like that. I love phys physical sports and. Uh, um, so those are simple to yeah. do. Um, play municipal courses, it doesn't cost much money. Mm -hmm. Play the part three courses, it's fine. You don't do uh, the country club shit. No, I can't stand country. Country clubs, believe it or not, don't like me. Mm -hmm. Hard as that might be to believe. Yeah. Um, Who the fuck uh, is that guy? The, um, I'm never more happy than when I'm home, I'm on my bed with my wife, our dogs are with us, we're watching a movie, I don't owe anybody any money, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't have any warrants. That's it. Life doesn't get any better. Yeah. Just at the end of the day, just call it a day and you're feeling good. You can go sleep easy. You don't have easy. to worry about anything. Yeah. Everything That's fine with me. Everything you've done, you've Nothing's, done with integrity. You know, to the most of your ability. I don't have to worry about anything. You know? I don't have any worries about one thing. You know, as long as that's the case. And that really, I could have that if I worked at a pizza place. Yeah. You know? I could have that, you know. I mean, having a lot, I've known enough people that had a lot of money to know that that's not going to, that doesn't. There's nothing wrong with it. I, yeah. I would fault no one for having money, but uh, it doesn't make you happy. Yeah. It can cause a lot of problems, but being poor causes problems too. So, yeah. You know, life is a series of trade-offs. It's sure. compromises. Yeah. There's no, never going to be a perfect anything. Yeah. There's always going to be people that slip through the cracks, um, but you just do your best. Yeah. And you've had, I mean, you've had a lot of, you know, like we said earlier, a lot of famous rich friends that you know people when they get to that point a lot of them have said they've thought about you know suicide because they've got everything and it's not any better so what else could what else can happen what could get better from here nothing it almost gives them that it's almost their brick wall maybe you know wherever you go there you are you know? yeah exactly exactly and you usually take your drug addictions with you that's very true and that has a lot to do with it i'm sure as well generally so i mean and you i love to generalize. have you ever done done drugs or, as far as or you know, drinking? No. As far as you know, no. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so that and feeling, you know, comfortable and not comfortable, but satisfied with where you are as far as in life has to help with your longevity and being able to tour and still do this, you know, night after night. I'm very realistic about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. I don't care what people think, you know. I'm here to do my job. Sure. That's what it is. Yeah. I will do my job. Absolutely. And I will put work on it a lot harder than most people work at any job yeah one thing I've always said or I've said for a long time is that you cannot get successful or rich by only working 40 hours a week it's not possible to do true you cannot do it yeah I've, I don't know any instance where that's the case winning the lottery or some bullshit I mean like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna work nine to five and I'm gonna have weekends off and I can't understand why I'm not successful or rich. Yeah. Well, I know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Do That's you, just crazy to me. I didn't even know I wanted to work weekends, so he told me I couldn't. And I'll do it for fucking straight time. Don't tell me what I have to do. I yeah. didn't even know I want. I didn't want overtime until you told me I couldn't work unless I had it. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll work when I want to work for what I want to work for. Yeah. And if you tell me I can't do it, you know, if I, if I was like a guy I know is a union machinist. Yep. Cannot work weekends at his job. Mm -hmm. Cannot do it. Because it's double overtime or some crazy thing like that. He goes, well, even if I say I need the money. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. Well, so how are you helping him? You have just sentenced him to a life of mediocrity. Yeah. Because, and, and all in the name of helping him out. If I want to work three or four fucking months every single day, it's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> Leave me alone yeah. and I'll be all right. Sure. There is no low amount I am willing to work for until I have decided and the owner of the company have decided what I'm going to work for. Mm -hmm. There is no wage. So kiss my ass. I need the money. I've got myself into a massive amount of debt. My kids are starving. They need more money than I'm, uh, and you will not allow me to do that unless I go find another job. Mm -hmm. That is fucking bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. You know, I hear you. Don't tell me what I can or can't do. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Yeah, under these business, like we did a tour where we played every single day in every single state, 51 shows in 51 days. 
Okay. Under a union circumstances, would I have been allowed to do that? No. No. That's jive. Yeah. Don't help me. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Sure. I'm an adult. Sure. You know? Yeah. Don't help me. I don't need your help. Yeah. I make my own rules when it comes to that sort of thing, and, and you can just get out of my way. You're just making things worse for me. Sure. <laughs> sure. Weekends. Who came up with that? <laughs> what jackass came up with that crap? Yeah. You know? I'll yeah. take off time when I feel like it. Sure. If I want to work hard, I should be allowed to. Yeah. For whatever I want. I agree. You know? I agree, because it's you. It's taking care of your own, you know? The only thing, I, the only power that, generally speaking, that unqualified, untrained workers have is their willingness to work for less money. Mm -hmm. And there's people out there that want to take that away from them. Yeah. The, or old people. Yeah. Or young back people. To old people. You know? Yeah, their perspective, yeah. You know, the one power they have is their willingness to work for less. Yeah. And they don't, they should not be allowed to do that. You know, teenagers sure. don't work anymore. Yeah. I worked the whole time I was a teenager. Why? Because I wanted money. Yeah. Now you think a teenager can get a job? Where? Barely. No. Barely. They're too busy doing it's other crazy. things. It's crazy. They don't allow it. Yeah. Why should they? Yeah. I have a 17 year old and she is having a hard time finding a place to leave and hire her. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, I know exactly what jobs you're talking about. Jobs at McDonald's. Those were used to be teenagers jobs. Yep. They were designed for yeah. that. And now it's adults God. and elderly. We need money. We need money. Or enough. They need to make enough money to live on. And these are entry level bullshit jobs. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Live on it. <laughs> Are you joking? They're living with their parents. That's yeah. the way it should be. Yeah. Well, whatever. So then they don't get them. It's, it's the worst thing from the ghettos because now those kids don't make any money. Mm -hmm. They don't learn what it's like to work at a job. Yep. Or a day's it's work the, or nothing. It's the most anti poor people laws on the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All in the, uh, with the design of helping people. Yeah. It's hard to teach a work ethic when there's nothing available, you know? Yeah, you don't have a farm to put them out on. You, you don't, don't learn how to deal with a hot-headed boss who's yeah. out of his mind. You don't, yeah. you don't learn any of the people's skills or how to make change or yeah. anything. Showing up on time. All the things that I needed when I was a kid because I needed money. I needed to work. I worked all the time as in high school. Yeah. Everybody should, if, if they have to, I mean, if their you know, parents have a lot of money or something, they have a different yeah. plan for them, fine. Yeah. But don't tell me I can't do this. Sure. And what happens when you get to college and you have to work through college? It's a lot harder than working through high school. Jesus. And then that, that's it's your crazy. first job? They think, to me, it's like uh, the, the world is, is, is so weird. At 18, they think that you should be able to join the army and learn how to murder a village and kill everybody there. Mm -hmm. You can handle that mentally. Yeah. yeah. And you can also handle, at 18, 200 grand in student loan debt. You can handle that, but you can't handle a drink of alcohol until you're 21. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's the same thing in some of these countries we were talking this about. It's crazy. Your body's ready to have kids at 14, 15 years old biologically, and you suppress that like we do over here as far as, you know, over there, there there's 15-year-old kids with two kids already taking care of the family, and that that's what drives kids to be so depressed and outrageous a lot of times is that frustration. Well, I don't you know. know. It's, not like kids, it's not like kids aren't having sex. That's true. But the way it's pushed down, like this, is what you're doing is wrong. Like my mom when well, I was you can 15, go, you can go ahead those and long showers you're taking, I'm not going to talk about it, but what you're doing in there is wrong. That was my sex talk. It's not going to stop you. Did it stop you? No, fuck no, it did. Right. It got worse. <laughs> Look, nature nature has a way of making its own its own way. Yeah. Well, I mean, girls, sure, they can get pregnant at 14 or whatever. Is it yeah. a good idea? Probably not. Not in this country. Probably not anywhere. Yeah. I mean, if you're out in the out in the wilderness and you've got your hut already and you've got your hunting for your food and yeah, you don't but most of those people lived about 35. That's so. true. That's a good point. That's a good perspective on it. Yeah. I don't. See, I, I I just think it's it's just weird. Yeah. I can use the M16 and kill people, or I can get hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans. Yeah. But I can't have a drink. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well. Fuck all that. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on the new the new record. Yeah, of course. Walk with Love and Death. This. Yes, it's a double record. Mm -hmm. Double album. So Death is the the album, and then the uh, uh, then there's a soundtrack for a movie you're working on. Is what, yeah. What she was. That's saying. right. I mean, it doesn't really. I mean, the whole thing is called a Walk with Love and Death. So yeah. It's not really. People go, oh, it's Death and Love because it says it on the record. Yeah. That's just so people know what the difference is. Sure. It's all part of the same thing. Mm -hmm. you know? Even okay. the movie, it's all called the same thing. And when is this movie coming out? Or is it out already? Whenever it's it? done. Whenever no. it's still working on it. Yeah. Okay. But the, so, set, the soundtrack's done for soundtrack's it, basically. In the, in the record. So yeah, you buy it, so, you get an album, and you get a soundtrack. It's, okay. They're diametrically opposed to each other. Yeah. 
that's interesting because then you're going to watch the film and you're going to have certain certain uh, things come up from you know listening to the the second disc of the record. Well, the music music is the same for the movie. Sure. Yeah, but but it's you would already listen to it without seeing the visual. Right. I'm mean, just gonna be a cool experience. Do that first. I love soundtracks. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's have you thing. done any score work otherwise? No. None. I'm not good at hunting for that sort of thing. Okay. But, but no one's approached you. No, not In all really. these years. No, not really. Man, that seems surprising to me. I'm not good at going out and finding it either. Yeah. Sure. I'm not well, you don't need to necessarily do either. You got so much going on. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not good at selling myself. Yeah. Not like that. Okay. Well, the the last question I had for you is is being who you are and who you know and and you've kind of been behind the scenes for a long time and I remember you know the first time meeting someone that I really looked up to kind of took the magic away as far as the mystique and everything else with you being that so, can certainly happen yes but you being so behind all that what music or bands do get you excited the way that you know a lot of people like look at Nirvana like oh man this band totally changed my life they're buddies like it's not like you know it's not like you're going and seeing that band and being like whoa you know changed my life you've known them for a long time Yes. Is there what what bands do it for you as far as it, or is there any magic left that way? You mean that I know? Or? No, that you don't know that that would uh, give you that you know uh, starstruck or you know oh. make you feel those feel that way since Lots you've been bands. behind it for so long. Like the Who and all kinds of bands. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Stones. We love all that. We love all, all kinds of music. I mean, Tom Waits. Okay. Uh, Unleashed in the East. Judas Priest. I mean, it never ends. Sure. Okay. All those things. But That's I, something I'm I was not, curious about with your. I'm not good at going out and situation. hunting down, you know, those sorts of things. There are all the yeah. bands that are on that. Uh, Everybody loves sausages. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna listen to that tomorrow. That That's all things that we're into. Okay. Bowie, you know, majorly. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. Excellent. It's all good. Cool, Buzz. Well, thanks a lot, man. I Thank really you. Appreciate the time. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Buzz Osborne from the Melvins, from Phantomos, uh, King Buzzo. He's got all kinds of projects he's doing all the time. Check out their new record. It's a double record with a soundtrack for a movie as well as the actual album. Um, that's out on Ipecac right now. Check them out. Uh, check them out on social media at melvins.com, I believe is the Twitter um, and just had a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. We are on purepleasurepodcast.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter. You can get to all those through the website. You can get to the store through the website. You can get to our donate button through the website. You can get to our Amazon affiliate link, uh, purepleasurepodcast.com slash Amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon, doesn't matter how small, how big, 4% comes to the show. And we really, really appreciate having that. Uh, definitely helps us out. And, uh, as always, like I say, if you can donate something to the show, if the show's worth something to you, if you're listening to every episode, uh, if it's making your commute better, if it's making your airplane flight better, if it's making your making dinner better, whenever you're whenever you're listening to the show, um, and definitely shoot me an email. Let me know what you think of the show, uh, and rate and subscribe on iTunes. I can't stress that enough. That really helps us out with chart position. It helps other people find the show. Spread the word of the show to your friends if you like it. If you hear someone on the show that. Maybe you aren't into, but someone else is. Definitely tag them on it on Facebook or, or any of that stuff. It always helps out. The numbers are growing every single week, and it's really fantastic to see you guys, and I really appreciate it. I can't say it enough. I appreciate each and every one of you listening out there. I hope we can provide something for you to take from, to inspire you, to uh, you know make you laugh, make you smile, and uh, you know make your day a little better. I know it's shitty out there a lot of times for people, and hopefully this can be a little glimmer of, of uh, escape for you guys like it is for me too and and uh you know if you guys have questions concerns you just want to talk hit me up purepleasurepod at gmail.com i'm usually able to reply the same day uh if i'm next to a computer or my phone which i usually am so once again guys thank you so much for listening definitely check out the other shows on the jabberjaw media network and we will be seeing you next week as usual we'll see you on the radio
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.